Come on, can somebody give God some praise in the house today? Has God not been good? Man, I don't know if you've noticed the score as of late, but since we started this series two weeks ago, this is week three, 44 salvations. 44, come on, come on now. We are kingdom-minded people. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Deacons added to the house, that's a big deal. People making a decision to go deeper with their faith and be baptized today, that's a big deal. Children excited about church, that's a big deal. Teenagers on fire for God, that's a big deal. God is doing some amazing things. Come on now, raise your praise. So today we're going to continue in our series called Game Changers. And I want to start off with a question. You know what, before anything, I do want to pray. Father, we just come to you in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we honor you. We praise you. We are your people. We are here called by your name. Whether you know Jesus or not, Lord, we know that you have a plan for each and every one. And so today, Holy Spirit, we say have your way here. Speak to our hearts. Enlighten our minds. Give us vision. Show us the things that are to come. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we get started today, I want to start with a question. Have you ever thought about what's actually happening when you invite someone to, to get to know Jesus? Have you ever thought about what you're sharing with people? What you're actually doing? It's an invitation. Now, that might not seem very exciting, but let me tell you something about an invitation. An invitation is an opportunity that we extend to people to leave their current location and step into a new location. Let me put it to you this way. When you get an invitation, you have to leave where you are to get there. And I want you to consider that when we extend an invitation into the lives of people to know the love of God, to know the grace of God, to know the mercy of God, to have an opportunity to meet Jesus, what we are actually extending to them is a life-changing, life-giving, life-transforming opportunity to step out of where they are, how they've thought, what they've believed, where they've been stuck, and to come to a place of freedom. That is a big deal. Amen? Come on. See, invitations have the power to change lives. To open new doors, to provide freedom from crippling mindsets, from erroneous beliefs, from uh, limiting circumstances. I want you to think of it this way. Think about where you were before you knew Jesus, for you who know Christ. And think about where you are today. Aren't you grateful for that invitation? Aren't you grateful that somebody cared enough about you, that loved you in your messes, and saw the best in you? And invited you into a life-giving relationship with Christ. I'm telling you, it's a big deal. And so with that in mind, I want you to think about the power of when you invite people here. I want you to think about the power of praying with people. Not just listening to their story, but actually offer them the opportunity to say, can I pray with you? Can I encourage you? When you share scriptures or when you share your story, it is powerful. It is life-giving. It is an invitation. And when they open it, guess what you're doing? You are opening the door for God to do his part. And so it's powerful. So today I want to invite you to lean into God's word. I want, you, I want to invite you to open your heart. 
and say, God, speak to me. Say that with me. God, speak to me. Listen, open your heart today. Let the Holy Spirit enlighten your understanding. Show you the truth and see the power as today we talk on the topic, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now go ahead and tell somebody, it's a big deal. Tell somebody else, it's a big deal. Listen, your invitation is a big deal. Your invitation is a pathway that God uses to bring hope, to bring help, to bring peace, to bring purpose into the lives of people. The scriptures record a time when a man named Simon accepted an invitation that changed his life. Let's turn in the scriptures to Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Let's see what we can learn from this encounter. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and that's another name that was used also for the Sea of Galilee, so they're one and the same, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. They were doing what? Listening to the word of God. And he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were doing what? Washing their nets. And so he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Jesus did this because it provided greater effect for his voice to carry. And so when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Notice that Peter recognized authority in Jesus. He calls him master. He hears him speak this word of God, and he recognizes that he commands authority. That's important. You'll see why in a second. And so when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to what? Break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come up and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to do what? Sink. Now that's a big catch of fish. Would you agree? So when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. And so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. And so I want to point out some things about this. Today I'm going to be a little bit shorter because I want to, we're going to incorporate baptisms into today's message. But this took place at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. This is at the onset of his ministry. And what we find is that Jesus is teaching people by the shore of a lake. And up until this point, we know this. Jesus had been ministering the truth, the kingdom alone. He'd been doing it just him and God, him and the Holy Spirit. And we know that the message that he brought was that the kingdom of God is near. In other words, he was declaring God is near. 
He's closer than you think. Somebody in this house, somebody online needs to hear that. God is closer than you think. Your circumstances may tell you otherwise, but God is closer than you think. And so the people, the scripture tells us, were crowding around in droves to listen to the word of God. See, there was something different about what Jesus was saying, what he was teaching that drew them. It was foreign in those days to hear or to be taught that God was close. It's an erroneous mindset that people hold to today. I'm telling you, God is closer than the chair you sit on, than the people you love, than the breath you breathe. Right? And so Simon, we see, was there. And he was washing his nets after a long night of fishing without a catch. Now, Simon and his friends were most likely tired and also frustrated as they listened. I'll tell you why. Because, you see, the work of fishermen wasn't easy. It was a year-round affair, whether it was hot or cold weather, and it was often done at night. And so these guys were most likely tired and frustrated. Why? Because of the tedious work that they just underwent trying to maneuver the instability of their boats, which required much skill and strength in those days. They were probably tired and frustrated because of the casting of the nets and then pulling them in only to see they weren't catching nothing. Nets in those days measured over 25 feet. Uh, They had several stone sinker weights all along the edge of the net, so they were heavy. Uh, They often required fishermen to jump in to the water to retrieve them, and they were used in tandem with other nets. In addition to that, these guys were probably tired and frustrated because the hardest part after fishing all night was mending and washing the nets. It was rough work. And so they went through all this. And there was no catch. And here Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is near. Maybe you might identify with how they felt because you might be saying, well, shoot, if God is near, how come I'm reaping nothing? How come I'm lacking? And so what we see is that after all this, there was no catch. But then Jesus gets into Simon's boat. He gets into Simon's boat. Let me tell you what I mean by that. He steps into the place of Simon's frustration. Into the place of Simon's disappointment. Into the place of Simon's need. And he asks him to pull out from the shore. In other words, he's saying, Simon, let's leave this place and let's go further out. Let's go somewhere else. And so after sharing the word of God from Simon's boat, Jesus tells Simon to go deeper. He says, go out into the deep for a catch. And the scripture tells us that Simon assumed that the call to go deeper was about fish. How do we know that? Because he says, Lord, Master, we, we toiled all night trying to catch some fish and we caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I'll do what you say. And so he thought it was about fish. But Jesus was talking about a much greater catch, a greater catch. See, Jesus knew that it wasn't enough for Simon just to hear the message of God's kingdom. Simon had to go deeper than his hearing. And I I, I dare say this, that there are some of us that today is the very first time that you will go deeper than just hearing about God. 
I dare say that there are some of us here today, maybe you're here, you're online, and from this day forward, you will go deeper than just telling someone about God. You'll you'll get in their boat and go deeper with them. But why was it that Jesus wanted him to go deeper than what he had heard? Why? And one of the reasons why is because we try to deal with God on the surface, what he wants to deal with in the deep. I'm going to say that again. We try to deal with God on the surface, what he wants to deal with in the deep. Listen, when you dare to go deeper than just what you hear about God, when you dare to go deeper than just your attendance in a church building, when you dare to go deeper than just reading the Bible for the sake of checking it off, when you dare to desire, to hunger, to pursue after God, to know Christ personally, to discover purpose, to ask the tough questions, to wait on God. You go past the surface into the deep where God works. And when we introduce people to Jesus, we are doing so much more than sharing mere words and kind acts. Listen, Jesus wasn't looking to just preach a good message. The scripture says this, that all scripture, let me translate that for you, every word from God is God-breathed. And it says that it is useful to teach us, to reprove us, to correct us, to instruct us, and that it thoroughly equips the man, the woman of God for every good work. Do you understand that when we go past hearing and we go deep with God, when we dare to go deep with people that they might know God, there is a useful work from the hands of God that is operating through you to touch lives, to transform communities, to uplift people, to take that which is dead unto a place of complete and utter life see Jesus wanted more for Simon Jesus wants more from you Jesus wants to do more in people through you listen to the way Isaiah 43 verses 1 and 2 puts it it says but now O Jacob that simply means my people God speaking he says but now O Jacob listen to the Lord Who created you? Listen to the Lord who created you. Oh, Israel, the one who formed you says, don't be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. What does it say? When you go through what? Deep waters, I will what? Be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Listen closely. Simon led a hard life. Some of us are of the opinion, well, you know, such is life. That's what life's all about. But Jesus wanted to take Simon. Jesus wants to take people past the surface of life's appearance, past the appearance of hardships, of unending challenges, of troubles, of doubts, of questions, of fears. What's interesting is that Simon's name is derived from the original Hebrew word. The root word there is the Hebrew word shimon, which means doubtful and so Jesus wanted him to see that God was indeed with him and that God was unwilling to let him drown in his hardship in his sin in the trials of life my friend do you see the power of sharing the gospel of inviting people to know Christ do you realize what God is trying to do in your own life he's calling you to deeper places 
He's calling you past the surface. My friend, if you are just living according to life and what life throws at you, you are missing God. He's right there with you in the deep. His word says it. Listen to the way Psalm 42 verse 7 says. It says, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. I want you to consider that God dwells in the deep and God works in the deep and he sees you in those deep places and he loves you there and he lifts you from there. God operates beyond the surface of life. And when you share your story with others, when you dare to go deep with God, when you become a, mouse, a mouthpiece that gives voice to God's call to the deepest parts of people's lives, it has the power to transform us within. You know, as people, we deal on the surface. We deal with each other on the surface. We deal with each other based upon what we see. We deal with each other based upon what we feel. We deal with each other based on circumstances. We deal with each other based upon what's going on. But God says, no, I'm not, I don't want to work there. If, if you want to see change in your life, notice what the scripture says. Deep calls unto deep. God wants to work in the deep place. That's what God wants to do in the lives of people around you. See, that's what it takes to be a game changer, to see past the circumstances. I was saying last week in, in, in our message that, um, that we should, uh, if we're going to lead people to Christ, we need to see past the mess and see the best. I want you to consider that God did not die for righteous people. Jesus did not give his life up for people who had it together. Hello, that's you and me. No, he gave his very best when we were at our very worst. See, that's what happens when you dare to go deep. You let God go there. And so when Jesus told Simon to go for a catch, he launched out, not realizing that he would catch more than fish. Listen closely. Jesus knew that he would get a hold of what God was trying to show him. He would realize that God was near. He would realize that his life held a greater purpose than fish. Jesus wasn't after fish. Jesus was after a fisherman's heart. And I want you to consider this. That hasn't changed. He's after your heart. He's after the heart of people. He's, he's looking to transform, to touch, to get in people's boat. And he's in your boat. The question is, will you get in the boat of others? Will you go deeper with them? See, in this portion of Scripture, we see that Simon caught his greatest catch. But it didn't matter. The fish didn't matter because he caught something greater. He realized that God had something more in store for him than fish for his life. You know, I remember when I was a kid, there was a woman named Maria. She was a short, stubby woman. She, her and my mother, I guess they grew up together. They knew each other from El Salvador, where my, my family's from, my mother's side. And um, my mother ran into her. I was, I was young. I was maybe 10, 11. I don't know. And uh, 
you got to understand that we were going through difficult times, right? My mother was a single mom. She had a husband, but it, she might as well have been single. Uh, there was domestic violence in our home regularly. The, he was a drunk. Uh, my mom was the only one working, and she was striving and struggling, working two jobs, and sometimes scratching money up however else she could to raise six kids by herself. That her life was toil and sweat. It was hard. It, it was hard. It was difficult. And so she, I guess she ran into this woman, Maria. I don't know all those details, but turns out Maria was a Christian. And Maria just began to just talk with my mom and encourage my mom and pray with my mom. And something happened. I began to see a transformation in a woman that was angry, that was bitter, that was hurt, that was, I mean, I, I love my mom. And mom, if you're watching this, that's the old you. But I would say this, my mom was mad at the world. My mom was mad at everyone, including us. She knew no better. And I began to see that fall off of her life. And I began to see Jesus work in her heart. And I'll tell you why I share that with you. Because oftentimes we get caught up in telling people about Jesus instead of letting Jesus work in our life and letting them see our story play out. People don't want to hear about Jesus. They want to meet him. They want to meet him through you, through me, through us. That's the power of God working in our lives. And so my mom was stuck on survival. And then she met Jesus and it opened the doors for us all. Now, look, I'm, I don't come to you telling you that I had a peaches and cream kind of upbringing. I was the knucklehead. I was the guy that said, I love Jesus, but man, I love these streets and everything that comes with it. I was, I was the guy that was in church on Sunday and Monday through Saturday. I was in a totally different world, living, living a totally different life. And I want you to consider this, that I don't stand here before you. None, none of us here stand here today. Whether you're here or you're online, none of us have, a, have gotten to this point because we're any better for God because we did something better for God. We're here. We're standing. I stand before you because of a God who is loving, who dared to get in my boat through the life of a woman that I observed that transformation. Listen, in the scriptures, we see a time where in Matthew 6 where there were people who were worried they were worried about life, and they didn't realize what really mattered in life. They didn't realize what really mattered in life. See, people get a hold of what really matters when you begin to share your faith. People get a hold of what really matters when you share your faith, when you tell them your story. And so it, 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 Jesus is, in Matthew 6, he's speaking to a people, and it's obvious that they're in some sort of field. And these people are worried they're hurting. They're struggling. They, they, they're questioning, where am I going to get my next meal from? How, how am I going to get a place to live? Where am I going to get the clothing that I require for life? And Jesus says to them, and he says to us, don't worry. Listen why. You're more valuable than the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. That's what Jesus said. He's saying, so if you are more, of more value than them, then how much more will not your Father in heaven 
care for you. See, this is, this is what we're extending as an invitation. This is what we're inviting into our own lives. When we begin to go deep with God, when we dare to take people deep with Christ, they begin to see what really matters. And my friend, here's what really matters. It's not the car that you drive, because eventually that'll be an old model. It's not the money you have in your account, because while you may stack it, you're not doing anything with it. You might accumulate some money, but is it adding value to your life? You might say, well, I've got a lot of money, I can do a lot. Yeah, but that doesn't make you valuable. That comes and goes. The things of this world, they come and go, but Jesus says this. He says, just seek first my kingdom. Let me show you what really matters. Get to know God. Pursue God. And all these things, those things, those little things, those things that, see, nothing's impossible for God. Nothing's too hard for him. Those things will be added to you. The second thing that I want to share with you here about it being a big deal is that when we share this gospel, when we dare to introduce uh, Jesus into the lives of people, when we invite them to church, when we, when we pray with people, when we encourage people, when we uh, point people to the truth in the scriptures, their nets break. Their nets break. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Simon used nets to trap fish. But the truth is that we see here is that he was himself trapped by his nets. Why do I say that? See, nets meant everything for fishermen. Without nets, they could catch no fish. Without nets, they had no identity. Why do I say that? Because in those days, you didn't just one day decide, I'm going to be a fisherman. No, that was your heritage. That was your lineage. Your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your great-great-great-great-granddaddy, and everyone down the line were fishermen. And so this was your identity. This was your life. This was your purpose. This is how he came to be a fisherman. And he was trapped in that. And without these nets... He, in his mind, he reaped nothing of value. He couldn't, he couldn't prosper in life. So when Simon went out into the deep and let down his nets, we see that his catch was so great that it began to break his nets. And why is that important and powerful? Because for the very first time in his life, Simon began to see life beyond his nets. He began to see what God could do. Let me ask you a question. What breakthroughs have you experienced in your life? And can you truly give God some praise? Because he started breaking your nets. Come on now. Now let me, let, me, let me push the envelope a little bit further, this invitation. Consider what you are able to do in partnership with God when you begin to share Jesus with people. When you dare to live this, you help them break their nets. Peter didn't have it all together, but that didn't stop Jesus from working. Neither should it stop us. See, when you begin to share your story, your faith journey with others, what we are offering is freedom. It's life changing. Jesus wanted to break the hold that Simon's nets had on him. 
Jesus put it this way in John 8, 32. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. See, Simon thought fish was all that life had to offer him. But upon seeing the catch and the breaking of his nets, he saw the truth. What did he see? Jesus is Lord. What did he see? There's more to life than my nets. The last point I want to leave you with here today is that it's a big deal when we extend this invitation, when we go deeper with God. Why? Because a divine exchange takes place. What are you talking about, Pastor Jose? Listen, upon seeing the truth, Simon saw the error in his life. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with being a fisherman. It's not that there's anything wrong with being a businessman, with being a full-time mom, with being someone who is walking out a career. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But what was wrong is that it was that he was far from God. He was far from God. His eyes were opened to his need for God for the very first time. And in this moment, he almost made the same mistake that most do. According to the scripture, we see that Simon says to Jesus, depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinner. In essence, here's what Simon was implying. I'm not good enough to be near you, God. I'm not good enough for you to come near me. And what I want you to consider is this, that in this moment, Jesus revealed to him the true extent of his greatest catch in life. Jesus said to him, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be a fisher of men. See, Jesus was offering Simon an exchange on life. He was giving him beauty for ashes. He was giving him strength for weaknesses. He was giving him life for all the dead weights on those nets that kept him trapped. And my friends, today is a powerful day. You know, the scripture tells us that there came a time where Simon had a name change. The scripture says that Jesus told him, from this day forward, your name shall be Peter. Petros in the Greek is what it says. He says, you're a rock. But the rock that you are is based upon the truth that you've received. And from this day forward, upon this rock... I shall build my church upon this foundation, this strong and firm truth that has now taken a hold of your heart. Peter, from this day forward, based on that truth that you believe, I will build my church. I will transform people. I will restore marriages. I will uplift the hurting. I will bring hope to the hopeless. I will bring help to those who believe they are helpless. Come on now. Can we raise a praise and give God glory in this house today? God is doing amazing things in the lives of people. 
And get this. You, you have received an exchange on life. Don't miss this. Peter's story is not Peter's story. Peter's story is your story. It's my story. It's our story. And today we have the privilege. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You'll get why I'm doing this in a second. It's like, I told you we shouldn't have went to that church. This dude is taking his sneakers off. He ain't even got socks on. What's that all about? Don't mind. I'm, I'm not getting undressed. I'm just taking off the jersey. Today we have the distinct privilege to celebrate, to applaud the change and transformation that God is making in the lives of people that he's raised to life. And so today I want you to be loud. I want you to be proud. I want you to, I want you to, to, to get excited because today we're going to celebrate what God is doing in these people who have decided that they will go public with the transforming power of Jesus in their life. So, we're going to hop in and we're going to baptize some people in the precious name of Jesus. All right, come on, Ben, you're up first. Ben, before you come up, is there anything you want to just share real quick about Jesus and your love for him? Say it like it is. I, I wanted to get baptized because I wanted to have a, a stronger connection with God. Amen. 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 Come on, Ben. You're going to give me your hand. You're going to step in. You're going to take one more step right here. All right. Ben, you're going to. Ben, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he's done for you, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Give it up. Woo! All right, now you're going to take a step out. Come on, take a step out. All right. Come on now. All right, let's get our next person up here. Sandra, come on up here. All right. So, Sandra, why are you getting water baptized today? Um, I'm grateful for God's presence in my life, and I just want to follow his steps. From Amen. 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 Come on. Right, give me your hand. Take one step. Give me your other hand. Take another step. And you got one more step coming down. All right. All right. All right. You ready? Sandra, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for you, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Woo. Yep. Take a step out. Come on now. All right, come on up, Wanda. 
Because I want to be closer to God. Amen. 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 Come on now. We're going deeper. God honors that. Give me your hand, please. Your hand. Take one step. One step. I got your hand. Take another step. There you go. And then we have one more step. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. One more step. Come on. Take a step. Yep. I got you. You are good. All right now. All right, you're going to cover your nose, cover your nose. Wanda, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done in your life, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Woo! Take your time, sweetheart. Take your time. You can step out. Take your time, sweetheart. Take one step. You're going to take one more step. I got you. There you go. All right. Jessica, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done unto you, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Come on, Tiffany. Come on, girl. Come on, we're cheering her on. We're thanking God for what he's doing. Just share with everybody why you're Um, Because I want to be closer with God, and I feel like he will love me more. He already loves you. You are lovable. So you're doing this because God has told you, right? He said in his word. And because you just be obedient to what he said. Because he did it, you're doing it, but you're already loved by God. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on. Give me your hand. You're going to take a step in. Yep. And you got one more step after that. Oh, Jesus. Ha, you called on the right now. Oh, one more step. You got to step down. Step down. All right. Okay, ready? Cover your nose. Tiffany, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for you, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. We're celebrating the life-changing and transforming power of Jesus Christ. God's been good. We're going deeper. We're going further. We're thanking God. Now, my friends... Before we close today, 
I want to take a moment to address a truth. God loves everyone so much that he would say, let's go a little deeper. Let me take you past what you think life is all about. And if there's anyone here today, whether you're here or you're online and you've never made the decision to go where God is trying to lead you, to go deeper, to know God, to get past the fluff, to get past your hurts. Hey, for some of you, to get past your church hurt. To get past the disappointment based on what others have done to you. If you've never dared to go further and farther with God, and today you sense that God is speaking to you. Maybe you're like me when I was a kid. You grew up in church. You loved Jesus, but you hated everything about church. You lived in utter confusion. Hey, that was my story. It's why I loved the streets. But you see, even there, God says, I'm calling you deeper. I want to show you what this is really about. Today, let's stand. And if there's anyone, if you're here or you're online, and you're saying, I want to go past the surface. I need Jesus. Today, I want the nets upon my life broken. And I want to be free. And you make that decision today that Jesus is your decision and that you will follow him as your Lord. I want you to do something bold with us. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand really high. Why? Not because anybody's trying to embarrass you, but because everyone matters in the kingdom of God. And we want to see you. We want to acknowledge you. We want to celebrate God working in your life. We want to give heaven one more and declare to the world that God is alive and well and working. So on the count of three, if Jesus is your decision today, one, two, three, raise your hands right now. Come on now. All over this house. Come on now. We believe God working in your lives. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I believe. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my God. And from this day forward, I'm going deeper. I'm going further. And I thank you that you are taking me past my past and that I have a new life. Come on now. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.